Hey everybody, this is Chris Bai from Freedom Call and you are listening to Sonic Perspectives. This is Michael the Metal Angel speaking to Chris Bai from the one and only Freedom Call. All right, Chris, so you guys are celebrating a 20-year career with a brand new album coming out in three weeks, uh, appropriately titled Metal, M period, E period, T period, A period, L period. I noticed the uh, title is not anachronistic. Was that just intentional to call it Metal with a bunch of periods? Hey, Michael, nice to talk to you. Oh, yeah, so we are already looking forward to the release of the album M-E-T-I-L. So it doesn't mean... Uh, as there's no special meaning in behind, so we just decided after 20 years existing, uh, celebrating our anniversary, we first uh, will release a metal album after 20 years, so that was the idea. Every album you've done, though, has been metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are um, some uh, yelling, oh, freedom call, that is not really dark and black and hard and... Um, death metal music, and uh, so we all are seeing that with a blink in the eye. So, and maybe uh, some people will be pissed that just Freedom Call will release an album which is called Metal, but we don't care. <laughs> exactly. No, you are definitely metal, and you always have been metal. And as you said on your previous album from two years ago, metal is for everyone, yeah. <laughs> and rocking the radio. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we can. Uh, we can continue this ferry. So next album, again, something with metal. We will see. Absolutely. I've always appreciated your uh, more optimistic type approach to power metal. And it's interesting that I read in certain uh, interviews that you say it's you guys are light, as in like you're, you know, with 111, you know, the single for... Yes. That you like the term light worker or light. Do you feel that the, the music is more metaphysical based? Um, no, I don't think so. I do not take all these um, all these serious uh, thoughts in behind. It's just music. We are doing music to make people happy. We just want to enjoy our time on stage, in the studio, on touring, and just giving giving away some of these great times we are um, we are have on tour. And all the listeners, or all the the, the visitors. On our concerts, we want to give them a little bit good mood that they can jump off for uh, a while from there. Maybe some hard real life. That's okay. it. Quite easy. Okay, so it's just more about just having fun and having a good time and just having an yeah. uplifting type type. Okay. Yeah, but back to the one one one. So it started, I think, three or four years ago. That this number, this um, series of numbers. Uh, it was appearing many, many times to me. So it doesn't matter. It was on the highway that uh, a big sign with a with a clock was eleven eleven, and at the same day I got a hotel room. It was one hundred eleven, and all, all my band members got scared about that. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it continued. So that is the reason why I decided to write a song about this. Uh, yeah, phenomenon. And it's your birthday. Uh, too, phenomena. Right? It's your birthday too. One one one. No, unfortunately, unfortunately not. But I, um, I figured out 
that light persons usually have birthday uh, on a number with a one in it, oh, and my okay. birthday is 10th, so I'm close to 11. Okay. Well, speaking of birthdays, your album comes out uh, August 23rd, which is actually my son's birthday, so there's still some kind of... Oh, wow. Maybe sixteen. No, actually, that's why I use the term. That's why I use the writer term "metal angel" as an M E T T L E because uh, the word "metal" means spirit, drive, strength, determination, will, which is what metal really is. If you really get into the whole aspect of it, I'm kind of surprised people only see metal as a dark, evil, twisted, you know, malignant because it can be anything. I mean, Halloween and Iron Maiden proved that there's a lighter side to you know. To music, but even before yeah. that, other bands, you know, uh, interesting Rainbow would be a perfect example of that with Dio and all the fantasy-based stuff. Yeah. And you seem to have exactly. a lot of commonalities. Um, the word Rainbow shows up. The word Fairyland shows up. Uh, you have a song. Yeah. Called, you have a song called Rhythm of Light, and you have a song called Rhythm of Life. And we just saw the Lion King yeah. recently, and you had an album called Circle of Life, which is the theme of the Lion King. So it seems like you have a real optimistic yeah. sense. But it, maybe it's sounding quite similar. Rhythm of Life and rhythm of light but it's a totally different meaning so right, I think right. um, the rhythm of life it was written um, I think it was um, on the album Circle of Life, Circle of life yeah. and that means a more serious uh, topic so it's about some um, uh, social things and tr- about your serious life and rhythm of light it's just a positive meaning it's just that you are um, living in your own rhythm and you can lead yourself through some hard moments in life or if you have some losses in your life but you can lead it it's your rhythm you are leading yourself it's not other person so be um Take care of yourself and look at the bright side of life. Bright side of life. Like Monty Python said, always look on the bright side of life. Um, now switch, yeah. <laughs> switching, switching gears, I read somewhere that Dan Zimmerman, originally founding member and drummer, uh, actually worked uh, with the writing of this new album. Is How did that happen? Yes. So Dan is, is still one of my best friends, and I'm spending a lot of time with him. And um, a couple of time ago, I had uh, some beers with him. And I just asked him because of the 20 years anniversary, and he's the former, the, the co-former of Freedom Call, so it was very close to ask him. And he was drumming together with another drum uh, drum kit of, uh, played by Kevin Kotoff, the band Masterplan. They played similar with two drum set in the studio, the song M-E-T-A-L. And that makes it very special to me. On the one side, because Dan is part of the song, and it's a totally new, it was a totally new experience in the studio to work with two drummers at the same time. So, and now when you're listening to the song, you can see that on the left side, Daniel is playing, and on the right side, Kevin is playing. And um, Dan um, played another song, at this uh, album, it's called Sail Away, okay. and uh, yeah, that made me very happy that he's part of this anniversary album. So he's, he, he just actually helped in the studio with some of the songs, and you said there's actually two drums simultaneously on the song M-E-T-A-L. Yeah. I'll have to listen to that with headphones, I've yet to listen to it with headphones. Yeah, but he, he just was performing. He only performed the song. He was not part of the songwriting oh, okay. process or production. But, um, yeah, maybe we can bring it on stage as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then the drummer who, yeah. the drummer who played on this album actually still is not in the band. You got a new drummer, correct? 
Yes, sounds a bit like chaos, <laughs> but it's not. It's not. All is good. We have a fixed lineup now, a very, very good lineup. But Kevin Cott, who was uh, performing on uh, on the album, he was our live uh, drummer for a year. And so we decided that he's recording uh, this album. And after finishing the drums, we met our uh, current uh, drummer, Timmy Breideband. So it was just um, a thing of weeks. But anyways, it's a very big result. We are happy. And what happened to your former bass player, uh, Ilker? He's no longer in the band either? Yeah, so it, there, there were some... Uh, family and personal problems and uh, in my opinion there's something more worth in your life like family or personal things to uh, to fix as to play in a rock and roll band okay so he had okay and so then you uh have now have the bass player from the italian band vexellum yeah yes so it's a, it's a good friend of mine we met us the first time in 2012 when his uh, band Vexillum was supporting us on tour, and we, uh, we we shared the tour bus and went out for four weeks in the small tour bus, and we are still friends. And I had with my solo project a show in Italy, and I met these guys. And yeah, I I I accidentally asked them, "Hey, do you know a bass player? We're looking for one." And Francesco was um, raising his hand and said, "See, I can do that." <laughs> and we were laughing about that, and after one day, I really was thinking seriously about that, and I called him back, and so now he's he's fixing the band. So, okay, so then you have two new members again, and then obviously, you know, you're the, one of the co-founding members along with Dan Silverman, and then you, okay, all right. Yeah. You track. Because <laughs> I followed you guys since the very beginning. I got your uh, debut album when it first came out, and I've been a fan, even when uh, Sasha Gerstner was in the band, who's making quite Yeah, yeah, with, a long uh, time ago, yes. I'm, I met him, uh, I met him um, in, at a festival last year, end of last year, so... We are still in contact, so... When Sasha was with Pumpkins United? Oh, yeah, exactly. There was a big festival in Germany around Christmas, and uh, Freedom Call was playing, and Halloween, um, so it's always a good time to meet these guys. Definitely. And it's interesting, because yeah. I mean, you, you've been part of that German power metal, that positive <clears throat> power metal scene for, like you say, two decades now. Yeah. And I think it's very important, because, you know, having listened to Freedom Call throughout your whole career and always knowing that you're going to get an album that's uplifting and fun and stuff. One thing I noticed about the new album is it doesn't have the trademark Calliope keyboards that, you know, go back to the Emerson, Lake, and Palmer type sound that almost like you almost expect when you hear a Freedom Call song to have that, and this album doesn't have that. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's from time to time it's 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 different. So maybe next album again, so I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, forcing myself to continue some special keyboard uh, parts or something. So it is how it is. So I'm not calculating before I'm starting to song to, to write a song. So it's, I'm just letting it flow out of out of me, and then I'm yeah I will see what will happen. So I'm 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 not trying to keep it um, forced to continue a special way of, of music. Okay. But generally, I think that the album METAL is a typical uh, Freedom Call uh, uh, sounding album. So a lot of people said when they were listening to the song first at 111, they just 
just listen to 10 seconds and they know, okay, that must be freedom call. Yeah, yeah. Well, your vocals for sure. And then that, yeah, definitely. And that song is so catchy. Um, even before I could see the lyrics and it was just the single last month and stuff, that song stuck, yeah. in, that stuck, stuck in my head for days. And I was, I was like, what the hell is this song? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 that's a good thing. That's, that's a good thing to have that song stuck in your head, not some cheesy pop song here on the radio. Um, speaking of cheesy pop songs though, I always get a kick out of how you guys did, um, back, I guess, with the Beyond or was something like that. You guys did like the, the bonus disc that had all the different remixes. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. What inspired that? Cause I love those too. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it, it's always fun for me when I'm uh, rearranging uh, already existing Freedom Call songs um, in a in a totally different style with acoustic guitar or sometimes with pipes or whatever. Or we did the special uh, special um, bonus CD masqueraded right. that we have a masqueraded. Yeah, we have a reggae and things like this. Okay, for these real metal fans. Uh, they are a little bit bothering, um, saying, uh, that's not metal. Yeah, it's not metal, but I'm a musician. I'm not a metal machine. And I like it to do, yeah, yeah. So just because you're writing metal songs, that doesn't mean that you have to do that for the rest of your life and only this. I'm a musician and I'm feeling like an artist and yeah, I'm feeling totally free to find my experiences or doing totally different things to metal. So I don't care. <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. I personally love those versions. I, I love the, uh, the rockabilly version and the ska version. I think it's great that you take your music yeah, me and too. It up. <laughs> me too. That was uh, great fun to record this album. We were really laughing our balls out especially during um, filming the video of the Rockabilly song, The Rockin' Radio. Right, right. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We don't play rap and hip-hop. And then we got this style, uh, the hairstyle, the hairstylist. And yeah, there was, it was different to, to the usual program we are doing. So that is good. That is, gives you a chance to grow. And, and once again, Halloween set that precedent with shit and lobster and almost everything they did on Pink Bubbles Go Ape. So it seems to be a German little tongue-in-cheek type thing. Like, hey, just ch chill, relax, enjoy yeah. it for what it is, and don't be so goddamn serious. Now, I have to say... Yeah, exactly. I never got a chance to hear your, your solo album, but people said your solo album was definitely not metal. Was that your, uh, like, trying to go a different direction, or...? Yeah, of course, it has to be different because when I'm deciding to record an, a solo album and it would be uh, exactly the same style of music what I'm doing with Freedom Call, there could be two reasons. The one reason would be the songs are too bad for Freedom Call and I do not want to re release bad songs or I want to go in competition to Freedom Call, but I never want to go. And so I think, in my opinion, a, a solo album has to have in a different style. Right. And, and so it's my all my inspira inspiration from the from the eighties, from the nineties. It's the Beatles. I grew up. It's um, um, Emerson, Lake and Palmer. What you what you said, and it's Elm Arthur's project. It's Saga. It's a, a lot of old bands which I'm. I got my inspiration from. Oh, Saga from Canada is awesome. Great progressive rock. Yes, it, I'm a big big fan. Uh, and one time I met. Um, Michael Settler and yeah, I felt like a child. So as a 
very shy child when he stands in front of me. But he's a very nice guy. I talked to him for a while and nice guy. Yeah, most people only know the the one album and the one hit single that was popular on MTV, you know, but some of their stuff is way better than some of these other prog bands that get way too much credit. But yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So so very good band. Did you guys have any guest musicians or, or was did you like do all that stuff yourself? Did you have any guest musicians on the solo album? Oh, uh, no, no, it's, it's just, it was our um, previous drummer, Ali, Ami Ali, he was playing the drums, because I'm not able to play drums, it's horrible, it's terrible <laughs> when I'm playing drums, but the rest is all played by myself, so I think that's the meaning of a solo album, <laughs> so I played all the instruments by myself and sung all the choirs and things, so it's, uh, it's really a solo album. That's awesome. Right, so all the musicianship was yours. Sometimes when artists do solo albums, yeah, it was fun. it's just the vocalists like Bruce Dickinson or Rob Halford, and then they get tremendous musicians to join them, and then those musicians join the band eventually. So, so you yeah, see, you play. Yeah, uh, I think so. Bruce Dickinson or Rob Halford, they have a, a full uh, schedule. I don't think they have enough time in their career to uh, record all the instruments and take care of all the studio operated uh, operations. So. I can understand that they hired some musicians. Right. Well, especially in the in the late eighties, early or no, late nineties, early two thousands, when they had left their bands. Yeah. And their their solo albums were more important than the bands themselves. But anyway, I digress. So, so what are some of your favorite songs off the new album that you uh, that you recorded? Uh, so, uh, of the uh, of the new Freedom Call album. Yes, off your new Freedom Call. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, Definitely, I'm a big fan of the song METAL because it's very special because Dan Zimmerman is drumming. And uh, for me, it's a bit different to the typical Freedom Call style because uh, the, the drums are not as fast as usual for Freedom Call. And uh, it's a very groovy song, and I'm loving the choirs. And also, Sail Away is one of my fave songs of the album. And um, yeah, the 111. So that are still my still my face, but it can change very quick. Right. Well, and you've got singles for one 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 and for metal, so people can actually hear those before the album comes out in a few weeks. It's interesting before uh, before this album actually came out, people saw songs like "Sail Away" and "Soul Survivor" and thought, "Oh, they might be covering Gamma Ray or Halloween." <laughs> like, just because they have a song called "Do Sail they have Away, titles?" So- I, I do not know, but because I'm not so into the uh, the, the songs of Halloween and uh, Gamma Ray, I do not know. But it's funny that like like. Like, only Gamma Ray has a song called Sail Away, and only Halloween has Soul Survivor. Okay. But no, that's just absurd. Okay. No, it's just, I'm saying it's absurd, because Sail Away, we can go back to Sticks, and Soul Survivor, we can go back to Boys Are Cold. It's just how easy on the yeah. internet people see a song title and automatically assume, oh, the band's covering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, maybe next time. <laughs> that, that will be quite confusing for the people to have two titles with Fade away. I, I agree. Actually, um, I think songs like One Step to Wonderland and Wheel of Time uh, definitely evoke the earlier stuff that you guys did, at least the first three albums, like yeah. Crystal Empire and some of the stuff like that. Uh, like you said, that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't intentional when you sat down to write. You weren't thinking, okay, we've been around for two decades. Let's try to return to our original style. You just kind of let everything flow and it just happened? or. Yeah, no, it, it, 
came by itself. So I just started to write songs, and I think it's a very good sign because I, I got this um, I got this message from uh, from from several persons that they said, "Oh, it's it's quite like in the early of of your, the days of Freedom Call." So, but that shows the people that I'm that it's an authentic music. So I didn't change anything because that's exactly this what is flowing out of me, and I do not try to calculate because the metal trend is going in different ways. So I'm honest to myself, and I do this music what is flowing out of me. So. And that's a good sign when I'm still able to write songs, which I wrote 20 years ago. Absolutely. And um, what are some of the favorite songs you'd like to play live? Even from past albums like Eternity or Crystal yep. Empire or Stairway to Fairyland? So last weekend we played two festivals in the eastern, uh, eastern part of, of Europe, and uh, we already played the song METAL. So, and the people loved it from the beginning on, so we were really uh, amazed about this. But I think for this, for the set list, I think the 111 would be a good song, Fade Away would be a good song, M-E-T-A-L, The Spirit of, of the Adalus. It's a very fast song, which I probably we have to rehearse a lot of times for the song. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, we, we will see about the Ace of the Unicorn. I think it's a good party song. People can jump and can have fun while, while we're playing the song. What exactly is the Ace of the Unicorn? That's a confusing title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unique. So I, I tried to Google it, so I couldn't find it. So maybe I invited a, a new playing card. Yeah, it's the last. It's the last unicorn with the ace of spades attached to it. <laughs> yeah, but but so there's a bit story in behind. So because the ace of the unicorn, we also have it in our limited box edition and digipack things. There is a is a card, a physical card, this Joker card in it, and you can the Samson behind this. You have this card. You can take it every day with you in your wallet or whatever. And if you really have serious problems, you can take this card. And then the uni- the unicorn is helping you out in your uh, situation, but it's not the magic thing what it's helping you out. It's um, finally it's yourself. It's just it gives you um, array of of energy and motivation to find out. So I think many people won't believe it, but I just can give you that advice check it out. No, it's like having a prayer card if you're of a certain religion or maybe even if you're into the tarot or something carrying around a certain card. I get it. You're right. It's what it evokes and what it means or what it symbolizes, but ultimately it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. what, it's what you believe. So I, I totally get that. Yeah, exactly. That's the story. It's quite easy because so many people are yelling and suffering and struggling in their life and they are always saying that, yeah, the job is, is it, or it's the family, or whatever. No, it's yourself. You can lead yourself. It's your rhythm of light. Rhythm. You are leading yourself. And this Joker card, the Ace of the Unicorn, it's just a symbol to get this energy back to yourself, to find your, your rhythm again. That's quite easy. That's awesome. And uh, speaking of uh, touring and songs you play live and everything, do we ever have a chance of you guys coming over to the U.S.? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, we would love. So it's it's not easy to find uh, promoters because uh, so we are not uh, the Rolling Stones, unfo- unfortunately. <laughs> and um, it's very expensive to come over. You need the visa. You have a lot of traveling and things. 
and uh, maybe we can uh, yeah can come again to to some festivals. So we already played at the Prague Power in right. Atlanta. Right. That are some opportunities for a European band in our status. But we never will give up. So if we will find a, a opportunity or possibility to come over to the States to play several shows, yeah, we would do that, of course. And what about possibly in the future treating us to like a live Blu-ray of the 20th anniversary tour? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. So the tour will start now in September and there will be many, many shows. We're already in contact for shows in Japan also in South America and Mexico and yeah, it's a good idea. So I have to bother the record label to do a Blu-ray. It's a good idea. So in closing, I want to thank you for listening to this interview with the one and only Chris Bay, the founding member of the one and only Freedom Call. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our YouTube and website at www.sonicperspectives.com. And I want to leave you now with 111, Number of the Angels, the song that is a hit single right now for Freedom Call. I want everyone to stay metal, M-E-T-A-L and M-E-T-T-L-E. And Chris, do you have anything you would like to add to that? Well, firstly, thanks a lot for the nice talk, Michael. And to all metalheads out in the U.S., listening to the new album, M-E-T-A-L and... Please cross your fingers that we're getting the opportunity to come over to the U.S. to play amazing shows. So, thank you and goodbye. You too, I'm very sorry.